have tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Good evening, guys. Uh, it's Daniel from Televised Heroics here from uh, the Geek Elite Radio Network. Um, I do want to say that this is another special recording and interview here. Um, I have my two very good friends um, that I've known for quite some time. Um, and we're actually going to be talking about, uh, you know, what it's what it's like to run and own a uh, video game store. And here I have Jorge Toti, or Alejandro, sorry, that's his nickname. So, um, you know, if you guys want to say hello, get things started off. Hello, guys. My name is Jorge. I'm one of the owners of uh, the gaming store, uh, the gaming zone. Gaming zone LLC, and then here's my brother, Alejandro. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? As you guys can see... Um, me, Daniel, and George, I mean, we obviously all go way back, so it's pretty funny that he calls me by my nickname, but my real name is Alejandro. It's just a habit, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, before we really get started, um, you know, just want to start this off really casual, then we'll get into the more in-depth, detailed questions. Um, so, I mean, for the audience that's listening right now, um, you know, where can we go? Where can we locate your store? All right. Uh, well, the Gaming Zone is located in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, store was established in 2012. Uh, we are in 930 West Broadway Road, Suite 15, Tempe, Arizona. It's uh, across the side Broadway and Hardy Drive. It's called the Broadway Festival Plaza. That's where the store is located. All right. And um, do you have any, uh, you know, uh, social media where we can also find the store? Yeah, yeah, we do have our own website. The website is uh, gamingzoneaz.com. Um, that's where you can find everything in there. If you guys want to go to our Facebook, the Facebook is the Gaming Zone AZ. It's facebook.com dash the Gaming Zone AZ. Got it. Yeah. Perfect. So um, I know the holidays are right around the corner. I know you guys host a lot of special events, um, have a lot of events going on actually. So uh, at the moment, what events and uh, what specials do you have coming, uh, coming up? Well, we're definitely getting ready for Black Friday. You know, everyone's excited. Everybody, like, it's, it's ready to buy stuff. Uh, usually on, on retro video game stores, it's really hard to see a video game store that gives out um, discounted price because you don't, get a, you don't have a supplier for the games, right? So you, the only way we can get the games is when we have games that people want, so they trade in their games, and then they can afford stuff at the store. So for us to like do a discounted price of them, it's pretty hard, which is why you don't see retro video game stores do that. But we always love doing that. Like all the years, we've always done like buy two, get one free. So right now we're working on our Black Friday deals. Uh, one of the best ones we got so far is that all the video games are going to be at least 10% off and that's including like the rare Nintendo, Super Nintendo titles, PS1, which is the hardest stuff to get. All right. And uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask this as well. Uh, what are your store hours? All right. Store hours, we are open from Monday to Thursday from 11 p.m. and then 11 a.m. and then we close at 9 p.m. 11 a.m. and then close at 9 p.m. <laughs> all right, Friday and Saturdays, we are open from 11 a.m. all the way to midnight. That's when our stores are busy as we try to run events. We have casual nights for people to come and play Street Fighter, pretty much any of the games that people want to compete at. 
uh, Saturdays is the tournament days. So those are usually very busy as well. Sundays is more of just like a normal day. We open from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. Those are. Uh, Do you guys have any uh, tournaments coming up? At the moment, we just finished our uh, what we call the TGC Rambats. It's a ranking battle system. It's uh, five events bi-weekly where competitors come in, and depending on the game of their choice, we have Street Fighter V for PS4. We have Guilty Gear X3 for PS4. We have Killer Instinct for the Xbox One. We also have KOF 14. We also have Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Mortal Kombat, and Dead or Alive 5. So it's a series of seven games that run throughout Saturday and Sunday. We just finished the season, and then the winner gets money and trophies based on their ranking points, on their placings on each and separate rambats. So our next one will probably be starting next year around February. At the moment, we're going to start doing probably just weekly of Street Fighter 5, which is the most popular uh, fighting game right now at the moment. And besides that also, Smash Brothers 4, we run a, a weekly tournament on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. from 6 to closing time, basically. And that's a bi-weekly series. What's the uh, most successful tournament that you guys hosted? I would like to say we just did a really, really fun tournament because a lot of what we want in our store is since we have a game room, that's where people compete. Uh, we wanted to give people out. There's people that haven't traveled to majors like Evo and those big tournaments. So we just had this big tournament in which we did pools. And it was really good practice for everybody that is local so that they can get a feeling of how it is when you travel around and then get placed into pools and then you make it out of pools and you make it to the qualifiers and all that. Um, for that event, it was really well run. It was, I was so glad. It, it was such a good event. And the winner got, got a free, free flight to, um, to compete over at a big tournament in Seattle, which everything was like really good. It was a local guy. It was also young. He was, I believe, 19. And he, everything, all expenses paid. It was so fun to see him play when we, we all gathered. Uh, together at the store and we were watching him play and it just feels good seeing like like one of your local guys that you know competing in the big leagues you know that's what we call it but yeah that's probably one of the best ones other than our season the rambats the rambats are really popular that's where everybody local go in there and play you get like 60 men tournament for like street fighter and it's just that's i would say those two are the best tournaments we have run Nice. Um, do you ever got? Do you guys ever try to live stream or broadcast any of these uh, tournaments or any of the main matches going on? Uh, yes, we do. We uh, every tournament that we do, we post it on our Facebook. Uh, we have our own Twitch channel. Uh, website is uh, Twitch.tv-GamingZoneAZ. You can also see all of our archives there of all the previous randoms that we have run. If you wanna, if you go into the tournament, you get to be on stream. You play. You can also watch those matches later on to see where, even if you win, see how you won, or if you lost, just uh, to practice and see where you messed up and how you can become better. But yeah, every every tournament that's as big as those, we we try and stream it. You hear that? You can find the competition on the Twitch channel. All right. So this question is actually for the both of you. What would you say is your all-time favorite video game? Favorite video game. Um. I have a lot. I'm a big I'm a big fan of the Super Nintendo. 
So either I choose one from the Super Nintendo or one current. Uh, if I go with the current ones, I will go with the Dark Souls series. Uh, I don't know. There's something about those games that I just completely enjoy. If I go onto the Super Nintendo, I would go... Yeah, I think I'm going to say Battletoads and Double Dragon. That's a good one. (laughs) I haven't played that game since I was a kid, and up till this day, I still play it, and I just keep on finding new stuff and new ways to beat it. And it's always happy to see, like, to do that, you know? It's such a good feeling to play those games. Right, and for me, I want to say, as far as a new gen right now, I'm really, really enjoying the Dark Souls series. I've always done, ever since Demon's Souls came out. We're just impressed by the technique, how the game is being run. And the fact that you can play multiplayer with your friends, it just just brings the game together to play with friends. If we go back to the old school era, then I would choose Zelda Green of Time. And as a close second, I'll probably put Turtles in Time for Super Nintendo. Play that game ever, ever. And beat it the music again. on that game is awesome. It's just <laughs> an amazing game. For Such a good soundtrack. I agree. Um, you know, one of the biggest things is, um, you know, there's a lot of corporate chains out there, which is like, hi guys, you know, oh, you want to pay your game? Well, you know, here's $5 store credit or, you know, dollar fifty cash, take your pick. You know, uh, what, <laughs> what sets you apart from all the other video game stores, you know, local and corporate chains? Well, um, we try to give deals as much as we can, um, We've been competing with, with some big stores. It's really, in my opinion, I think it's really fun. We always like beating, beating like competition's prices, you know? So every time we get somebody that says like, hey, I found this cheaper. So we try to match that. Um, the way, I would say the way we actually compete with other stores is we try to make our customer feel as soon as they come into the gaming zone is that it feels that it's it's a different aura, you know? Like, we're not, everybody that works there, we're not required to make sales. We just want our customers, like, if the games are going to sell, if the game is good, it's going to sell. If the customer is looking for something, it's going to sell. There's no need for us to keep on pushing, oh, do you need this? And would you like a magazine or a year subscription to this, blah, blah, blah. Five dollar warranty on the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah, we try to avoid all that. So, what we do is we try to keep everything local. The first thing you're going to see when you walk into the store. So we came out with the idea to do some, like a store where we have new gen, like PS4, Xbox One, Wii U, and we go all the way back to the NES, you know, because you can't just stop taking some games because not every, you can't force everybody to make the jump into the next gen because there's people that don't want to do it. So what happens if somebody, let's say you don't carry original Xbox games, but there's still people that play Xbox. So we try to keep all those games in stock. We we rarely say no when we get games traded in. So we try to take everything as much as we can. So I would say that differentiates us a lot from like big chain companies because we try to keep it as what it is, you know, like it's just, we just want a cool place for gamers to go in and just spend time, you know, just, just do your thing. Look for your game. If we have it, awesome. If we don't, hopefully we can get it soon. You know, there's no need, no rush for us to, like, charge you for stuff like that. <laughs> we also try to keep uh, arcades in the storefront to give more of, like, the retro feeling. And um, 
you need a quarter to play too. So it's not like you press, you slide this card. No, you, you need change. You go to a register. You give us like a dollar. We give you change in quarters and you go play the Simpsons arcade, the classic Mario, Alien versus Predator, you know? And so, you know, uh, with that being said, um, you know, everybody takes, uh, you know, just different, everybody finds something else, you know, that inspires them to do something, you know, really pushes them to want to do it and succeed at it. So, you know, what made you or inspired you guys to want to open up your own video game store? It was uh, basically, I mean, I have, we have a small background in business. We just been video game enthusiasts like since we were kids I mean every time I will remember when I was with my parents like I would have to behave and, and only I will get one game per year in my birthday or Christmas so I have to ration my games and stuff like <laughs> let's, that. let's also add in there that the games were super expensive <laughs> dude. Yeah, now, that, were. now that we see at the prices that they were charging I can see why my parents would only be like you only get a game on Christmas, you know? And, yeah, it's pretty much stuff like that. Like, we've always been uh, playing games forever, and you just came as an idea to start doing this, create a, a lounge where people just come in and enjoy themselves. You don't really have to buy anything. You can just go there, pay for an hourly rate, and play the game that you actually want to play. No, no, we're not forcing you to buy anything. So we just came with that idea, and also, I mean, we love the buy sell trade business. It's just a good way to run, and if we, if we have a good uh, formula to it, also we've always, uh, ever since I was a kid, we're from Mexico, so we would always go to the store in the corner to and play arcades, and those are just what brings back memories for us. So that's why we decided to collect arcades as well. And they're in the store. Yep, that's one of the main inspirations for that. Yeah, another thing that really really helped us figure out what we wanted to do because we didn't just really wanted to open just a video game store, you know, because you see those just pop up every time. So we, we mainly figure out we've always been into like arcade stuff and all those things. So I remember we would play a lot of Marvel versus Capcom, King of Fighters, all that, all those games. But it was only me me and my brother, you know, it was only me and him playing. And every time we would get like a friend come over, we would like convince them to play, but it wasn't an actual competition because they didn't know how to play. So it took us forever to find like people where we can play at. Then when we came to Phoenix, we realized that that is going on, but it's happening in somebody's house. So that for me, I got invited to go in there and play because I was looking for people to play. And I felt super uncomfortable. Nothing against whoever's hosting. It's just it's somebody's house. I can't just come in. What if I do something that that the owner of the house doesn't like? You know. So right. what we decided is to create something more like a neutral ground where people can just – everybody's welcome, you know, like, Let's say if I have beef with the owner of the house, then that means I can't play that game anymore. So we try to do this neutral ground where if you play any of those games, you just stop in at these certain times of days, and it's guaranteed that you're going to find people playing those fighting games. So that was also like what really helped us figure out that's when we decide, well, we can run a store, but we can also do a lounge, you know, like because we have a game 
a game lounge in the back with like 10 stations, lagless monitors for competitive gaming. And that's, we just want people that we know that people work and all that stuff. So all the player needs to do is just either bring your controller. If you don't have your controller, you can just rent it out with us, but you don't have to carry your console, your setup. No, you just go somewhere and it's like, if you're going to play, it doesn't have to be a hassle. You can just be like, ah, you know what? I'm going to stop real quick and get some matches. That's awesome. That's really good to hear. <laughs> All right. And, um, you know, next thing would be a lot of businesses nowadays seem to somewhat struggle um, or, you know, um, they eventually at some point they do come across a, you know, hard time. So when opening the store, what was the biggest challenge that you two faced? Um, if we put it that way, opening opening the store in, in itself was a really big challenge for us since we didn't have the manpower. We just had we just had about four people in our in our staff to help. So we actually built everything from ground up. If you go to the store and check it out, everything is made from us. Uh, that was one of our biggest challenges to do. And then the other one, of course, I mean, you can't just open up a store and expect that people are just gonna walk in. It's Mostly, uh, we have to reach out to people, reach out to the community, gaming community, and offer the place to them. We started advertising to get people in to start getting some trades and sell games, because that's pretty much our business drives on sales for that. The lounge is only, it's made for the people so they can enjoy themselves. We love running tournaments. That's what inspires us to do it. But I mean, without the storefront, the store wouldn't, the lounge wouldn't even be alive. So that's one of the hardest things to do, but I mean, we managed in four years to keep it afloat and it's stronger than ever. Yeah. I would like to add in there that one of the biggest fears in opening like, like your own store, you know, like your business and stuff like that is that you become basically, if you're the owner, you become, you play a lot of roles. You do everything. You're like the marketing, you're like the manager. <laughs> paying all these bills and you're doing all this oh you're the technician to this thing like like this arcade machine broke so we would have to figure out on our own because it was some expenses that we couldn't do you know because we invested everything we got so because of the story i actually learned to do like a lot of things that i never thought i was gonna you know like know how to build and stuff like that it's just you have to figure out on your own and it, it's it's a lot of dedication. You need to invest a lot of time. But at the end, it's all worth it. You know, it's always so fun to see. To me, there's nothing better than when you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try this stuff and hopefully and hope for the best. You know, I'm going to try this new sale. I'm going to put this LEDs on this case. I'm going to add this glass case, see what people think. You know, it's just it, that's one of the hardest things that I noticed that since we started and we started like really young, uh, not much experience. So we had to like figure out on our own. You know, it's like no matter what, like we're in, we came back out, let's just do it. You know, since you brought up the glass cases, I remember you telling me nightmares of how much pain in the ass it was going to different Goodwills trying to locate those things. <laughs> well, the thing is, is you need matching. You're a store, you know, and, and glass cases, if you buy them retail, they're really expensive. You can't just get a glass case. Let's say you find a glass case on Goodwill and you're like, oh, yeah, that, that glass case is fine. But then you can't buy it because you need to find five different ones. 
and you need all of them to be like either same color, same height. You can't just start mixing because if not, they look bad. So it was a professional. <laughs> yeah, it was so hard for us. It was maybe like a patience thing. It, it, like I said, it's super fun to do. And uh, the next thing is, I mean, you know, you they, there's TV shows. Um, you know, there's pawn stores. There's also, like I said, TV shows, pawn stars. You always see rare stuff going into the store. So what is the most valuable or rarest item that you guys have seen and been brought to your store? Oh, there's a, there's a bunch of them, to be honest. I mean, you experience stuff. You just, I mean, sometimes when you just get an item and you look at it and you're like, holy crap, like this is very, very unique. Only a hundred thousand copies were made worldwide and then they would pull out the shelves. So you don't really know how many were in sale. So I would say that one of the rarest ones that we have gotten, it's, uh, it's a game for the Sega Genesis with Sega 32X. It's called Spider-Man Web. Level five, right? Web of Fire. Fire. It's a complete box set. It's probably one of the rarest Sega 32X games there is. If not the rarest, probably top three. And then another one that I want to add, it's uh, the Jetsons. We have the Jetsons for the NES. Complete box. That's another really, really rare title. Wow. And, I mean, we've always, I mean, we see them and we always want to like, get the best, you know, but it's so hard at this point. People have been collecting. And then we also notice like a strange like peak on um, people wanted to collect since we opened when we opened it it was it was a thing going on but now everybody wants to do it so that makes it even harder for us to come across games or people that want to sell them they they ask for a lot more than we can actually handle and sometimes right. we just have to let games go you know it's just not possible for a business to succeed if we pay the retail that we want but there's some really really good items that I've came across this store Another one they have in mind? Yeah, if um, it's always fun. Like I collect, I collect, right? So to me, working at the gaming zone is like it's like Christmas. You know, <laughs> it's like I see somebody come in with a box of games, and I'm like, oh, I hope, I hope he's got something I don't have and that, that I need. You know, so it's always fun. Um, we have gotten a, a bunch of games. To me, the best thing that we have seen is like this. Um, Original Nintendo collection, it was like 200 games, something like that, but they were all mint condition. Everything wow. was in box, you know, so we, we had to work a lot to find an estimate that would meet, like, that would help both parties, you know, that yeah. would be like, it would make sense for him and for us. And that was one of the biggest ones that we had, you know, it was like close to 200 original Nintendo games in the box. We still have a few of them in stock, but all all the main, main ones are already gone. You know what I'm talking? Like, we got all Mega Man's, Mega Man 1 through 6 in box, you know, and the, wow. the boxes were like 9 out of 10. They were flawless. Damn. Um, sometimes, you know, when somebody does bring in, you know, say a rare or valuable game, or you're just like, holy crap, I can't believe I'm holding it in my hands. Well, you have to, you have to, to do like a poker face, you know, you don't want to be like, mm, this game, like, oh my God, and get all excited because then the customer is going to be like, oh, I know he wants it. Then I can, one of the worst things that can happen is that you make an offer and then you get counter offer. It's like, I offer you this amount and then it's like, well, I wanted this extra amount more because he saw your reaction. That's one of, you would, you do have to play a poker face, dude. I'm not going to lie. You definitely have to be like, 
Well, you know, luckily you play a lot of poker on the side, so with your friends, so that that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's say I'm ten. No, I'm not. I'm not a poker player. I'm, I'm at least not not good. Not good enough to play poker. Player. <laughs> I know. I know the. I know how to do it. But I don't know <laughs> if it passes. You know? <laughs> and um, you know, we both know. Uh, we also mentioned earlier earlier on uh, when we started the interview that we both come from the Yuma, um, you know, San Luis Arizona area, San Luis Mexico as well. So why did you guys choose the Phoenix area? Well, one of the first things is that uh, I mean, I, we grew up in Yuma. I love Yuma. That's my hometown, San Luis, all the surrounding areas. Just love going and spending time with them and my family's there. But as soon as I came to Phoenix, I don't know, everything just opened up for me. I came here to study. So as soon as I stepped foot in Phoenix, you, you're in another, in another world compared to your hometown. It's, it's maybe 50 times more people than what there is in Yuma. So that, that just clicks on. That's a better spot. It's going to be more expensive for sure, but it's a better spot for you to open up a business because you have, a way bigger market. A lot more people are interested in it. I mean, I know in Yuma there's an actual fighting community there. It's very small, but they do have something like that. So we are working, are working some kind of like a meetup with Yuma so they can come here and play. But it's something that's on the worst. But it's mostly the market here in Phoenix is just a lot bigger than what it will be in Yuma. It will be more. It will be harder to make a business succeed in Yuma if you just focus on retro games. Yeah, it's just like I, I feel that Phoenix, Phoenix is such a good city. I actually think it's like it's like the land of entrepreneurs, you know, like you see a lot of local businesses in here. Phoenix is it Phoenix is so good at doing business. I just see it so often that like new businesses come out, you know, and they're all really good. That's why I actually think that Phoenix is, is the place to do it. You know, you always have options. There's a lot of people. Let's say you come out with this idea. There's thousands of people here. So, like, it's good to at least try it. Other than because Phoenix is such a good city, we didn't know that before we opened, you know. Right. George was studying, and then I came here to finish college, too. And we spent here, what, like four years studying and all that? And that's when we got to know all the big areas, and, and that's when they clicked to us. We were like, wow, there's no video game store here in Tempe, or things like that. You know? And, uh, you know, what actually keeps you guys motivated and want to keep on doing this? Wow. <laughs> well, motivation is always going to be there. You know, as having a business, uh, you always want to keep yourself pushing forward. You're never going to be stuck in that place. Like, you open up a store, we are looking already. I mean, it's been four years that we have one store. Uh, we are looking at a possible expansion. Uh, when we do tournaments, it gets really packed. So we are looking into ways of like pushing ourselves to do more. And then that, with the support of the community, it's, it's just a great thing to have. Pretty much... The support that we got from people, it's inexplicable. It's just great. Like they, they always, it's because they know us on a personal level too. We're not, we don't do just business. We try and get along with them, we play with them. We're also competitive uh, players. Right. We play Killer Instinct professionally. Yeah, and most of the people we met through the store. So, you know, talking to like 
a lot of people that go to the store, they don't know we're the owners, right? And we're not telling everybody that, like, hey, we're the owners because we don't want people to either feel uncomfortable or feel like the owner's there. So seeing people react, seeing people's reaction when they see the store, and it's like, oh, this place is, is super cool because of this, and then they show their friends. It definitely helped us out and keep on wanting to do it, you know, right. we want – that's the atmosphere that we're looking for and we, by the look, by the response of the customers, we can see that it's working, you know, it's happening. They're realizing that. So it just definitely motivates us to keep on going. You know, there's this different areas that don't have anything. Let's see if we can work something out. Yeah, and it definitely helps you know you build a relationship with everybody, you know, that walks in through your doors. Like there's this uh there's nothing to me when I'm actually working at the store. To see somebody walk in and just their look on their faces when they see everything. You just see them walking around and then of course you approach them and tell them anything that I can do to help you or if you have any questions. And they're just, just staring at me like I'm just letting it all sink in. You know? <laughs> That's just an amazing feeling that they, I mean, that we created something from scratch and the people are enjoying it. You know, definitely every time I walk in, I mean, I've been there multiple times. I still get that sense of nostalgia and sometimes I do find myself getting lost in the store, just checking everything out. And, um, I mean, so with given the amount of success you guys are, you know, had, um, you know, what big changes can we expect or what is coming to your store? All right. One of the things that we are looking into the future, near possible future, of course, is, uh, looking at a second location. Uh, pretty much right now the store is, very full of games. We are even taking games out of the store and putting them in storage because we just can't put them in the store. It's way too much. Uh, the lounge is also very small. I mean, it's it wasn't small a year ago, two years ago, but now it is due to the people coming in. Uh, we are looking at a possible expansion of the store, either move that store to a bigger location to make it like a headquarters kind of thing, but we also are looking into opening up a gaming zone too, somewhere. Uh, around the downtown Phoenix area. That's some area that I have been that is very interesting to us. We just go there sometimes and just walk around with the bars. It's just an inter very interesting place, and ASU is just right there. So yeah. we don't see why not. It's just a matter of us to go ahead and do it. You know, and it's something that we have on our goals at the moment, but for a possible future, not right, right, right now. Right. It takes time. It will yeah, take yeah, some it's time. Yeah, it's not something that we can <laughs> Slow do. and steady, right? Yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, we're just about to wrap up the interview. This is my last question for, you know, the, uh, both of you guys. Um, you know, you guys have come from humble beginnings, you know, obviously like that Drake song, you know, started from the bottom and we're here. You, you guys <laughs> definitely did start off small and you're obviously successful in expanding. What advice would you give to anyone who wants to start their own business? Okay. One of them that I would just say is uh if you have a good feeling about what you think that you're going to do, I mean, of course, don't rush over and do it. I mean, prepare yourself to to what's coming. It's it's not going to be an easy road. I mean, there's nothing such thing as an easy road for a businessman. Uh, it's just what I want to say is if you're inspired and motivated, uh, there's going to be some days when you're going to be down, that you're not feeling it, the store is not looking that great. Uh, just keep pushing yourself forward. It's nothing 
I mean, it's not going to be the end of the world. You just have to, uh, there's ways around it. Just don't give up. It's pretty much what I would put in a few words. Just don't give up. Keep going at what you're trying to achieve. It's just at the end, you might see actual good results. So be passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, just focus on what you're doing and don't, don't deviate on that. You know, keep on that steady road and then you're going to be, that'd be just fine. I mean, the market here is amazing for everybody, not just Phoenix. Yeah, like yeah. you said, like Phoenix is such a big city. Like there's a lot of opportunities here, but like, like George said, it does make, like, it's so hard to, I have gotten so many people come to the store and, ask us for advice and we receive them with open arms you know like we encourage that because we we were lucky enough to have that opportunity but uh from my experience what i can say is that if you have your own dreams just like don't let it go because of certain things you know just write down your path and what you're gonna do the steps you're gonna take and if some steps uh, steps are not going the right way just keep in mind that the goal is still there you know so like you're always gonna keep on moving forward it's just it requires a lot of dedication and it's really stressful but at the end if you're doing something you love you know people quote that once you do something you love you never work a day in your life <laughs> so i actually think that's true but as a business owner you end up working like thousands of hours you know and if you're thinking of like well, I need to get paid this certain amount an hour. You need to be willing to make those sacrifices. You know, sometimes you're going to work for free and it's just, it's just a lot of patience. And like you say, you have to be passionate about it. Any, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? I gotta say this was pretty fun, dude. Yeah. I mean, this was very enjoyable. I mean, I hope you guys enjoy what we had to say and we would love for you guys to actually come and check us out. If you're around the area of Tempe or, I mean, whenever, just uh, if you follow us on Facebook, we also have a Twitter account, which is linked to our Facebook. We will post every time we do a stream in there. And then, I mean, you guys will get at least a look at what we're doing. We have live commentaries. We, very competitive audience, to be honest. It's just really enjoyable. The Arizona scene is growing so fast. It seems like it. Uh-huh. And um, you know, just a quick little reminder: where uh, where can we find you guys again? All right, again, uh, the gaming zone is located in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, address is nine thirty West Broadway Road, Suite Number Fifteen. It's uh, the Broadway Festival Plaza. That's what the plaza is called. And our store hours are from Monday to Thursday, from eleven a.m. to nine p.m. Friday and Saturday, it's open from eleven a.m. all the way to to midnight. And then Sundays is from 1 to 8 p.m. Also, phone number if you guys want to give us a call, ask for any games that you're looking for that we might have in stock. It's at 480-245-6357. And last thing, can't forget, what's the social media? Uh, Facebook.com dash the gaming zone AZ. Yeah, check us out, guys. It was it was very fun. I thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel, for sure. Yeah. I just want to say thank you great. so much for uh, being a, a guest here. And um, remember um, to always geek out. And thank you so much for listening. Have a good night, guys. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.